The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers, bringing you the voices that make you think right now on Talk 94.5. Thirty-seven on the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. Um, we are very excited to bring to you this next guest, and um, his name is Tim Rivers. He is the author of American Gulag Chronicles. And if you go on to that website I told you about earlier, I, I mentioned all about Tim Rivers. Go to j6patriotnews.com. Follow along. This is going to blow your mind and make you really sick. Um, I, that's how I feel when I look at this website. No offense, Tim, but um, I'm very worried for these people. Uh, joining us right now, Tim Rivers. Good morning. Uh, Tim, are you there? Can you hear me? You should be there. All of my buttons are right. All right. Oh, there. now I there can you hear you there. Okay. Thank you. And, and thank you for joining us, Tim. Um, I, I read this and I, I get so much anxiety. Um, I happened to watch a CNN report yesterday on a woman named Rachel. I don't know if you got to see um, her story, but she was uh, go, about to enter into a five-year sentence, a mother of eight. She's probably in her 50s. Um, she has uh, six grandchildren. What in the world? Did you get to see that um, segment? Uh-huh. Hmm. What do you mean? Ah. Wow. Mhm. Mm right. Well, Tim, if it wasn't for you, uh, and I really mean this and and uh, I mean having have doing these letters and um you know, reading these letters from people about what they're going through in jail and what they're thinking about, um, it really gives me great worry. Like you said, it could be any of us next at any time. And as we know, there are more and more people being arrested. We have four from South Carolina being arrested, but we know that there are a lot more people from this area that that listened to the show, perhaps, that were there in D.C. that day. I don't know how close to the pro to proximity of the Capitol, but they came back with stories. Um, they had videos. They called us. They, you know, I worry about them because I feel like the, the, every day there's another shoe dropping. No, and you're absolutely correct. I mean, you said they arrested a few there in Myrtle Beach. They arrested a bunch here uh, off of a ranch. Actually, they made a big deal out. They captured these people. Uh, excuse me. They were just going about their daily business. They weren't hiding from anybody. They would have gladly showed up at an FBI office if they'd been given an opportunity to do so. But that wouldn't have met the narrative that they're dangerous terrorists like ISIS um, and not just a couple of farm boys who were working around on their fields that day. That, that's the narrative I think we need to be scared of, Liz. I, mm -hmm. I think um, 
think something has taken over the media in America. Actually, I was just writing an op-ed about this, about to be or not to be. Um, we are we are products of our history. Look, every single one of us is who we are because of what we've experienced in life, how we were raised, what we believe, the people we are part of. Um, and and trying to change that narrative by creating these false dynamics is almost like brainwashing the American public. And sometimes it feels like it's taking hold. Um, and so this book was meant to to chronicle history because we're erasing history and we are the products of history. Mm-hmm. Our nation is a product of history. We cannot ignore it. And I felt that these guys' messages were going to be obliterated, yeah. just like Confederate statues and uh, anything that had to do with something that the left felt, you know, offended their sensitivities. Oh. <laughs> you know, the Karens of the world are so upset. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you what what how long has this website been up? How I know you have a, the first book, the American Gulag Chronicles, and you're coming out with another one. Tell me what kind of response you've received from people that that d- they don't see it this way, like you know the left. Oh, you mean hate? We get a lot of that. Yeah, <laughs> We're yeah. pretty used to it. It, just, it bounces off our armor, you know. We we uh, we don the armor of God, and we don't pay attention to that mm-hmm. stuff. We have a mission to fulfill. I think all of us in America who believe in this country, whether you understand it or not, you have a mission to fulfill. It, it is your duty as an American to stand up for what's right, because that's what makes this country America. The minute we stop doing that, we are no longer Americans. We're just part of the global network. What about um, what about the people who um, were not there, but they were arrested? The the guy from I, I forget the name of the group now. It's escaping me. Ethan Norton, the Proud Boys. Yes, yes, Proud Boys. Yeah, you're, you're referring to yeah, twenty two years for Mister Tarillo. Yes, he wasn't even in the city that day. Yeah. What? Yeah. What um, do we make out again, of that? This fulfills, this fulfills the narrative. The Proud Boys are being uh, are being shown as a militant group. I have partied with them, and I'm going to tell you, there are a bunch of guys who like to go out on the weekends and drink away from the wives. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. It's a men's club. It's a fraternity. Yeah. It is not a militant organization. But um, because they are, I guess, type A alpha Americans, can mm-hmm. we just say that? I mean, without offending anybody too badly, mm-hmm. these are type A males in America. They have a particular uh, machismo to them. I mean, that's not an American word, but I'm going to use it anyway. Okay. Um, and so when, when they showed up at these rallies, as they did in order to, to talk about their own political beliefs and their feelings about what America was about, um, they found that they were attacked by BLM and Antifa um, repeatedly and violently. People were shot. People were stabbed. People were stoned. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was horrific. And so these guys began showing up in a little bit of protective gear. Many of them, many, many of them were veterans. And they knew how to protect themselves and how to protect others. And so all these pictures you see that they love to fulfill the narrative with of these guys and, you know, wearing protective vests and in some cases helmets and carrying medical kits. Oh, this was an evading army come to overthrow the government. No, this was a bunch of guys came to protect the speakers that day so they wouldn't be attacked by the evil Antifa and BLM, mm-hmm. who has destroyed more in this country than any J6er has ever done. Uh, and yet it, it has to be that way because that is what fulfills this narrative of a militant Trump who uh, attempted to throw in an insurrection with his uh, his favored troops. It's all a lie. It's all a false narrative. And anybody who believes it is becoming brainwashed. 
Um, and it's an attempt to erase history, Liz, and that's the biggest problem Tim, because we are who we are. Tim, we heard that there were um, cases that where January 6th defendants were successful, but the records were sealed. Do we know yep. anything about that? Well, mostly they just could not prove the narrative. I, I, again, you know, so much we have endeavored so hard, not only through these letters, which are first-person testimonies. I guess that's really the way to look at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, people said, oh, you wrote a great book. Actually, I didn't write anything. I took all these letters that, that these men were sending out to America, and I compiled them. I introduced them, so I guess I did a little writing. But this is not my book. This is the book that belongs to the J6 prisoners, the J6 community the J6 family, this is their messages and their history of what's happening to them. And you're right. There is a second book. Book one covered the first year. Actually, it was already into the first year. September of 21 through September of 22 uh, told the story of 35 of these men locked in the most horrific gulag in America, in D.C., and their mistreatment and their uh, denial of due process and their violation of civil rights, their torture, their abuse, their beating. These are pre-trial defendants, friends and neighbors. They have not been convicted of anything when this was happening. The second book picks that story up in October of 2022 and brings it right to your doorstep at October 2023. You'll hear about the trials. You'll see the outrageous sentences. You'll hear about the the, the crazy things that they're able to get away with in a D.C. courtroom with the biased jury and judge. And that is what the book is about. It's about telling truth, because I, I believe that the, the attempt to erase history and create a false narrative is really about trying to recreate America. And I don't think that's right, uh, personally. I, I think America is what it should be. It's what our founding fathers wanted it to be. And who in the heck are these people to say that it should be anything different than what was originally intended within our Constitution? Do you have a number on the number of prisoners that were either um, that have died in captivity, whether it would be from suicide or some kind of um, prison, you know, action, the murder? Nobody has been killed in prison, although many people have been seriously injured and wounded. One gentleman has lost the vision in his eyes, has suffered multiple concussions and traumatic brain oh injury gosh. from a beating by guards. Mm-hmm. Uh, by many guards. of these men have. Yes, by COs, by corrections officers. He was actually chained to a chair, handcuffed to what we call a buck chair. Uh-huh. A buck chair is like a low platform chair with no back. Okay. And there is restraint at the bottom for your feet and restraint in the back. So you're basically in a stress position. Mm-hmm. And then this individual was beaten repeatedly by guards until he collapsed uh, when they unchained him. Why? And he was allowed to lay on the floor unconscious for hours. When his wife had heard about it from another prisoner and dispatched a uh, ambulance, the warden turned the ambulance away, and uh, eventually the individual had to be resuscitated. Um, and he suffers he suffers permanent brain injury from this and permanent damage and loss of sight in one eye. These are crimes. I want to make sure everybody understands this. These are crimes under color of law. Um, this is something that we would not even do in Gitmo. Um, this is something you might experience in a in a terrorist camp in the Sudan. And so I, I begin to wonder what has happened to our government. And um, mm-hmm. and I guess the only way to find out the reality of these things is to take it from the horse's mouth. And that's what the book is about. Mm-hmm. That's what these movies and documentaries that we've been creating yeah. are about. Yeah. These wonderful people that have been putting out this stuff. Please go to StopHate.com and watch J6, The Real Timeline. 
that will erase any doubts you had about what happened that day. Mm. Um, because it is everything shown in a parallel timeline. So you can see where everybody was at exactly the same time. And it destroys the narrative that the White House uh, rotating talking heads have been so, spitting out into the public. There are some members of Congress that are holding on to this. I mean, we, we hear from Clay Higgins. We, you know, we hear from people who are fighting for J6ers. Is there any progress? I mean, I, I, some, I feel like th- there's no progress on helping these people. It feels that way, but we are, I guess we have to be realistic about what's going on. How do I, how do I win in a biased court? How do I fight when I'm not given due process? How do I defend myself when I'm not allowed uh, access to discovery evidence or 40,000 hours of crazy video that would take me three years yeah. to go through? Um, these, these things are really manufactured, Liz. They're not normal American process. They're not normal judicial process. They're not constitutional process. This is a, an attempt to basically, how did that guy put it? Hmm, fundamentally recreate America. No. Mm-hmm. America is who it's supposed to be, and we don't want to recreate it. At least I don't. Um, and I think these, you'll, that comes so, you know, so clearly through in these men and women's letters. They just open their hearts in these letters to the supporters who have been writing to them. Um, The second book is The Art of Confinement. And I named it that because they've gone from, just what you imagine, Liz, because it could happen to you or I because of what we do and who we we are and what we say. Just imagine that, you know, you're you're in bed at four o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. and you hear an explosion out in your living room. And there's smoke, and suddenly you hear voices and people screaming and running. And the people in your children's bedroom, there's a guy in your bedroom pointing a gun at you and your wife in your bed. You're partially undressed. They're screaming and hollering. There's smoke coming into the house. People grab you, put you on the ground, throw flex cuffs on you, drag you and your children and your family into the front yard in the dark, in the cold, in the rain. It just doesn't matter. Where, you, where you're met by 50 registered agents with an MRAP or an armored vehicle, all your neighbors are in their front yard because they've knocked on all their doors and told them there's something going down. Stay inside. So what's the first thing you're going to do is run outside to watch it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a shock and awe kind of a show. And the result of that is you'll get carried away uh, to some place where, you know, you don't have access to the people you love and, and the support you need. And then you'll be put into this grinder where you'll be many cases denied bond, denied due process, denied access to attorneys, denied privilege information. It just goes on and on, the amount of constitutional violations that happen. And even though you can protest as loudly as you want, the only people you can protest to are the people who are doing it to you. And so there's a there's a problem here. Our Departments of Justice, in my personal opinion, is all three-letter agencies, period, has become corrupted in a power base for politicians. And they're able to use this for what we keep hearing over and over again as lawfare. And people are dying. You didn't mention suicide. Yes, there's there's over 11, I think 12, maybe we lost one almost a month ago, not be 13 at this point. Many of them, by the way, I just want to point out, are the police officers who were there that day who can no longer live with the shame of what happened. Mm-hmm. Some people say, oh, it's the trauma. They're so tra-. It, it isn't. It's why you wouldn't kill yourself because it was really, really a bad day because that's police officers have bad days all the time. Mm-hmm. It has to be something that has impinged your psyche to the point where you can no longer live with yourself. 
That's just my personal opinion. Maybe it's different. Maybe maybe there was another reason they did it. But the suicides mm-hmm. are a uh, a screening. Well, these are red very, mark. These are very proud American people that feel like they're on the right side, and they usually do the right thing by you know by God by their family, and they suddenly became this embarrassment to their family. They've maybe um, put their family into bankruptcy with legal bills and disrupted entire, can't see their children. I mean, like, they're not, you know, dyed-in-the-wool criminals. Like, they don't live this thug life. And then all of a sudden, this is what they're, they they are, you know, being told they are. And I, I think, you know, they can't handle the disgrace that they feel that they have brought to their families and it's too much to deal with. And I, and I, and some of them are, you know, they've kind of risen to the moment it seems, and they are um, holding steadfast. But I mean, I feel like their only hope really uh, America's only hope, our only hope is the reelection of Trump. And I can't believe it's come down to one person that could literally turn the life around of these people by pardoning them. And even that's going to be a process in a fight and God only knows what'll happen, but we have to get him elected first. I feel like there, who else, what other hope is there? I would agree with you, but I'm going to tell you that if you're expecting this to be a calm and reasoned acceptance of an election, Mm. it's just, it's just not taught. You're going to see destruction in this country like you've never seen. Oh my gosh. Because if if they manage to put, if they manage to take Trump off the ballot and put him in jail, the conservatives of this country will rise up in a way that I don't think you've ever seen before. I'm afraid of that. Um, I am definitely afraid of that. And if -hmm. if Trump wins, then the left is going to go berserk and start, you know, recreating their summer of love. Yeah. Um, so I think that Americans need to steal themselves for what's coming, but they certainly need to fight, um, mm-hmm. for what they feel is right. I'm, I'm not, I really don't like getting into the politics, even though I have very strong feelings about politics and, and the election, by the way, is what brought me into this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was working with a group with uh, professor Clements and Mike Lindell called defend Florida. Actually, there was one for every state in the union, Liz, mm-hmm. but you had to defend South Carolina as well. You might not even heard of it. Mm-mm. And groups like us were running around with the voter rolls from our counties, knocking on doors and verifying who was a, who was a valid voter. Um, and I'm going to tell you that 40 to 50 percent of the houses I knocked on had something wrong with their voter roll. Wow. In some cases, those people weren't even there. I had okay. one empty house, 14 people registered. And, and that drove <laughs> me to talk to folks about J-Sticks. And eventually I started uh, writing letters. Well, Tim- and that's how I got started. Tim, I'm I'm so sorry we're out of time because I I am going to look into that um, uh, defend South Carolina. Tim Rivers, the book is American Gulag Chronicles. Uh, the website is j6patriotnews.com. Uh, anything else? Any other uh, website? Uh, you said stophate.com. Great place to yeah. Stophate.com. You can see these documentaries. Okay. Um, Letters from Prison.us. You can get both books there. Okay. And if you follow, you'll see that it's all started with people writing letters to these prisoners. That's the PatriotMailProject.com. Okay. I guarantee you, you write one of these men and women, they'll mm-hmm. write you back, and it's going to change your life. Tim Rivers, thank you so much for doing what you're doing. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for your time, Liz.